Welcome to Build for the Game, where we talk about the systems for being your best, doing what you love, and showing up powerfully. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, and today, oh, am I excited. Everyone, you are in for a treat. Joining me is Lindsay Cap. Lindsay, great to have you on the show. I'm going to match that energy. It's great to be here, Rob. <laughs> it's so, fantastic. Lindsay, can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? My overview would be I am mother to three amazing children. I am an entrepreneur of a emotional intelligence business. It's called the School of EI. And I work with some amazing people in creating. So I do one-to-one coaching. I do group coaching. I do coaching and training in creating. Um, and I run emotional intelligence trainings and coaching too. So that's and an overview. The way that Lindsay and I first connected, and this is our first proper conversation because I'm part of the creating community, and I originally learned from my coach, uh, John Patrick Morgan, and then I built a relationship with Darren Farfan, both of them having been on this podcast. And a few months ago, there was the Creating Love and Power event in London, and it was my first opportunity to get to experience Lindsay in all her glory teaching and leading and being this amazing person. And because we're part of the same digital community from the Facebook groups, uh, we're connected, we're friends, we even comment on each other's posts, but we had never had a proper conversation. And the thing that I always loved about you so much is that I could feel your love across the ocean, despite the fact that we have never met or talked before. That's amazing. And that's what excited me so much about actually having this conversation. And today we're going to talk about some amazing topics. And when thinking about what the title of this was going to be, I believe it is going to be Uncovering Your Magic. Because Lindsay, one of the things that I did in preparation for this is, and this is a podcast tip, I went through your social media profile to see all of the things that you've been talking about over the last month or two. Because in doing so, I know what's important to you. I know the language that you're using. And you'd use the term, uncover your magic. And you even said the magic to getting people to say, hell yes. So when I say uncovering your magic, what's the first thing that comes top of mind for you? Mm, just, just coming back home for me. Uncovering your magic is just coming home to the person you were born to be um, and moving everything out of the way. The magic is the individual you are. So for me, uncovering that magic is let's move everything out of the way or the things that you have been told about who you are or the things that have happened that have been out of your control. And let's really uncover the true depth of, of you. That's the magic, your uniqueness and the way that you love into the world. And this is something that seems both very obvious, very simple, yet very foreign to most people. And you and I speak this language of inner work, creating love, power, freedom, and 
it can be seen as woo-woo in the world, but I'm not a woo-woo person. I'm a spiritual person. And I think there's a difference between the two because of the depths of everything for us and uncovering our magic is all around power and love and creating and happiness and joy and everything that you want to create in your life. But we have lived lives where we create and tell ourselves stories that can make it more challenging for us to be on the frequency or the level to where we can even see that we have magic inside of us or that we can uncover that magic. Yeah, I hear you. And and I would say if I heard this before my learnings, yeah, woo-woo would be the word that I would use. It was like tree huggers and crazy people that just talk in crazy language but the magic really is when you hold a space with someone no matter what level of iq what background but there's a there's an essence a characteristic that they hold that is unique to them that when you are connected to it in yourself when you do learn about your yourself and your true identity that feels like home for me when you're in that space you see it in another you feel it in another so this work really the magic of that is it's a feeling you know when you get that feeling of oh i've been here before or um oh gosh, I've, I've relived an experience. You get this internal feeling that just says, well, that's familiar. That's the same magic that I talk about when you just are in silence with yourself or in the presence of somebody else. Nobody's doing anything spectacular. No one's proving anything. But there is a magic that is present, which is just so comfortable because there's nothing to prove there's nothing to say there's just a presence in a in a person that's magical and that is why bringing magic to life is something that is so important and a part of my essence and really for me Lindsay, this comes down to one word energy Magic is an energy that you can create in yourself and give to others. And there's a quote, you cannot give to others that which you are not experiencing yourself. So in uncovering your own magic and creating that magic in yourself, you create the possibility and opportunity to give that to other people. I 100% agree. You cannot share what is not present in yourself is such a true statement, no matter what direction you look in. It's you cannot relate to something that you haven't created in yourself and through yourself. So, again, try not to go into the, the language of self-development, but you know if you are not at peace internally. You know if there is a nagging voice. You know if there is a conflict in your speaking and your behavior that is not true because there's not a feeling of, of greatness that comes along as well. So if we kept it really, really simple, is there a harmony within your body that matches your behavior and your speaking? And if these three things are aligned, there is such a blissful truth 
that it that I would say is magical. And if there isn't, if there's some form of conflict in one of those three areas, the, the speaking, if it's not aligned in your body, and if the physical aspect of you in energy and, and physical presence isn't there, then there's something amiss. And there's some magic that is possible to touch that would bring you back home to the true, true you. And Lindsay, this is a phenomenal segue because one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about is the terminology around simple truths and truths with a lowercase t, the, the truths that are true to us. And what I love about just the, the term simple truths is so often we overcomplicate everything and simple is not easy, but simple can be easy. And truths can be absolute, but they don't have to be absolute. They can be true for you. I'm curious from you, when you hear simple truths, what are some simple truths that come top of mind for you? The simple truth that we are all love. That was the one of the biggest um, and hardest truths for me to actually adapt to, to trust in, to believe in, to be with. You know, a simple line, we are all love, pure love. I would have a yeah, but, or um, a question or resistance. So a simple truth was, am I willing to believe and trust and be with this as a truth for me? So that simplicity always comes down to, for me, Rob, am I willing to allow this to be a simple truth that lives within me, that becomes me and something that I live through? So we are all love, life on life's terms. Um, I'm everything and nothing is a truth that I really took a long time to be with through fear of being nothing. And then the resistance to me saying I'm everything was learning how to be with both. And so that simple truth that we can have both. I can have I am everything and I am nothing. And in the love of an ability for me to be nothing, I become everything. It's like a self-fulfilled prophecy. If I can be nothing and stay loving of myself, then I become everything. So that simplistic statement is so powerful in me recognizing the power that I can create daily. Yeah, and now, yes, in that one of the things that I love attached to this is I am constant creation of who I am and truly believing that I can create anything that I want in my entire life. And it's essentially the creating perspective that I learned from JP. And it resonated so much with me as a creator, as a lover, as someone who's a go-giver. When I sat there and I was like, wait a second, you're telling me I'm in charge of creating every single aspect of my life. And I loved that perspective. And that's why I'm so fanatical and intentional about the way that I design both my thinking and my life, because I'm like, well, wait a second. 
if I can create every single aspect of my life, why would I choose anything other than the life that I love the most on an every second moment basis? So let's reverse engineer this and say, all right, let's design the best version of Rob and the identity of who I am because who I am and the story I tell myself will create my actions and my actions will create my results. So we're gonna start from my being and then from there, I'll start to design the actions that will create more of what I want in my life and then more of the results and the feelings that I want in my life get created. And there's obviously levels and depths to this game. But once I took that on as a perspective that I live by, Rob, how are you always so positive all the time? I'm like, why would I ever choose to not be positive all the time? Rob, you always have such a big vision in your dream and you help other people. And I'm like, why would I not want to do these things if everything is on the table? And if I'm if I'm going to play devil's advocate with you, why wouldn't I? And it would come down to what got in my way before I ad adapted to this, till I trusted in it, till I nourished it. The resistance was, well, that means that I'm responsible for everything. Like, you mean you're going to put all that power in my hands? I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure I want it because the only person then that will ever be in charge is me. You mean I can't blame anyone? I can't be a victim to anything? It's like, do you want, you know, red pill, blue pill, do you want to take it? Do you really want to create your everyday? And it takes some courage, I honestly believe, to actually take that on and nourish it and live by it, Rob. But when you have had a taste of what's on the other end of living a life so lovingly from the inside out, there's no way you would ever go back to, to that place where, where this wasn't possible. Yeah, and I think back to way before I even adopted this perspective, this is 13 years ago when I left my corporate ad sales job to go all in at living my dreams of working in sports. And it is the very first day, the morning I wake up, I have no job, no clients, no revenue coming in, no websites. It's whatever, eight o'clock in the morning and I'm drinking the coffee and I sat there and I was like, holy smokes, everything is on me. No one's telling me when to wake up, what to do, what to work on. And like you said, for some people, it's like, oh my God, everything's on me. I was like, oh my God, can you believe everything is on me to do what I want? And here's the thing that blows my mind, both of what experience in my life and why this isn't more prevalent and taught in real life. I had never heard the term self-awareness before. I was 32 years old. And at no point did anybody in any of my education, any of my jobs ever say to me, Rob, do you know what self-awareness is? And looking back on that now, that was the moment 
in which I became self-aware, which in the very simplest standpoint means you are in charge of everything in your life. You're aware that it's all up to you and you can create everything. We, of course, uh, added levels to this game in the creating perspective, but ultimately this is about self-awareness and you being aware of your thoughts, your actions, and everything going on in your life and your ownership of it. I was 41 so you were 10 years ahead <laughs> I was 41 years old Rob and I remember just hearing that you have consciousness and unconsciousness I mean that for me blew my mind of what do you mean <laughs> and also um, just the way that we could move the mind into being more in charge and it was insane to me. I thought we just existed and this is how it was. This was the hand I was dealt. I didn't know that there was any power, that there was any possibility to create in my life. I thought I was just a receiver of whatever life decided to throw my way. And then that turning point, like you say, in self-awareness is through this kind of speaking where somebody shares that there is a creating possibility every moment of every day if you are willing to look at how you have created things so far and look at the alternative and it's like mind blown like what wow and 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 also I remember, I don't know about you, Rob, but firstly, it was overwhelming because that meant everything could change. Everything, not just one thing. And, and I mean, I'm an advocate to it. Everything changed. 100%. And there's a second thing that happened to me on the same day, which I didn't know existed. So I sat there and I was not this person similar to you, uh, whatever, 10 plus a decade ago, 13 years ago. I was not this human. I was the opposite of it. Work hard, play hard, ad sales party bro who loves sports and hanging out with his friends. So personal growth, nothing. Reading, nothing. Any of this stuff. So when I'm sitting there at zero, I said, all right, I'm going to audit the success habits of the most successful people in the world. The people that I aspire to be things like, what are they doing that I can learn from? And we all go through the, what are the books that you read from the Think and Grow Rich to, for me, I found my way to Richard Branson and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a variety of other things. And I eventually found my way to a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And I learned something called a growth mindset. And I was like, wait, what? And it essentially said, there's growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Growth mindset, meaning I can always make things better. Fixed mindset, meaning I'm stuck in this situation. And all of a sudden, it's like my world went from black and white to color. So not only did I go from not being self-aware to self-aware, I went from fixed mindset to growth mindset, where if you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, where Neo gets plugged in and he can learn anything, he's like, I'm going to learn Kung Fu I legitimately was like, oh my God, are you literally telling me I can learn anything that I want in my life? And the answer is like, yes. So because of that, just like you said, Lindsay, 
I started to learn and design and optimize every single thing in my life. And I lived as a coach for a decade before I even considered or had the thought of being a coach. I never actually set out to be a coach. This was a zero in my life. I just lived this way for a decade because when you're sitting there at zero as an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure out how to create revenue and how to create the best life that you ever dreamed of, what are you willing to do? Well, I'm gonna start structuring and creating these habits and routines and ways of being for myself to do more of what I love. I created a reading routine started going to the gym and creating a fitness routine. And I started to be more structured about my inputs and outputs. And you next thing you know, I'm an expert in the world of personal growth and development because I've lived it every single day, weekends included, for 13 straight years. So all I get to do is reverse engineer everything that I've learned and say, hey, everybody, I can save you about 13 years on your journey just based on the way that I've been doing a few things along mine. <laughs> and I think I think you you hit a really great great point that there is a turning point when you look at this way of living and this way of creating that absolutely pivots your whole world. I mean, on its head. <laughs> so the question always comes down to: Are you willing? And and are you? Are you where you want to be? Do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel that there's everything is happening the way you would like it? And 90% and of people, the answer is no. And it's, do you want to pivot? Are you willing to take a look? Are you willing to be plugged in, as you say? Um, because sometimes the answer is, I'm not ready. You know, I know I wasn't ready until it came to me at 41. So, so there is definitely an essence of energy of it will happen when you are ready to receive. So you what, what made what? you, what made you ready? Cause I think this is the thing that we're speaking both to the people who are about this life, as well as someone right now who was us right? Because we both understand and live in both of these worlds and we understand that there's levels to this game. So for me, the catalyst was well-paying job goes to zero. Boom. That snapped me into it. I've been like, there is no choice. And I came to the realization, but what was that for you? Because I want to help someone right now who is hearing this. Uh, it may be foreign. It may be something they've been thinking about. They're open to the possibility uh, is the timing right or wrong? What does this look like? Like, what can we do based on your experience of what, what switch got flipped? Because in reality, it happens like this. It's a, it's a, a flip of the switch, which is actually a super exciting thing because it is accessible to all of us in a moment's notice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine isn't a very lovely story. Um, and, and, but it's one that I'm willing to share to show the realness of how life really can take hold. So for me, my life, I grew up very angry. I, there was an anger that was very present and I was a perfectionist to keep away the pain of the hurt of me feeling anything remotely like 
I did growing up. So the way I would keep it away is work on perfectionism, control, trying to dictate what things should and shouldn't be. And if they were out of whack, there would be an anger that rose in me. And so there was a time my daughter had lied, my firstborn child, who I absolutely worshipped. Um, and uh, she had lied. She had hidden cowpole, which is like Advil in America. It's like the paracetamol you give to kids all the time when they're not well. And uh, she had hidden the medicine bottle because she didn't like having the medicine. I knew she had. And she had hidden it and I'd asked her and she lied. And then I found it and my head just blew off on me wanting to control this emotion that came up like you lied to me you deceived me there was a pain that emerged in me that was so violent to me and to others and i threw this cowpole bottle and my intent was to to harm because the pain was so bad it was to escape the pain i know now but at that time the shame that i felt in the behaviors that were emerging, in me living a life that I so didn't want. I was living from fear and I was living in a pretense and sometimes that would catch me up and there would be an ache. I, I call it a morning ache in my chest, which is like, it, I just wake up with it of, of not, not feeling complete. And then at nighttime, there would be an anger, a frustration, a dictation of not enough. And so I would say that in short terms, a person that wakes up with that ache, when I say ache and I put my hand on my chest, if you have an ache, you know what I'm talking about. You know the ache. And to me, if the ache is present, there is something saying something's got to change something's got to change. And that was the pivot in which I'm not settling for this. This isn't who I am. This can't be it. And that pivot a bit like you were describing is there was a nothingness, like an abyss of not knowing that I was willing to enter. Yeah, and I know exactly what this is like because the way I describe it is it feels like there's an anvil on your chest. There's a pressure. And so many of us can relate to the, I want a client, oh my God, I've got so much pressure. You lay in the client and that, that anvil gets lifted off your chest where you feel like you're floating on clouds. And I think this is a great segue to creating breakthroughs. Because one of the things you talk about is the biggest breakthroughs come after and from breakdowns to where uh, we sometimes unfortunately or by design go to a place that we don't like and that feeling leads us to a place of peace, optimism, joy, or the potential of it. So... Let's talk about creating these breakthroughs because it's something that's part of the work that both of us do, both ourselves as well as for others, is all around how we can help create and transform those breakthroughs. Yeah. So for me, transforming a breakthrough is your willingness to reflect on the truth 
of what's truly going on inside of you, what's, tru what's truly happening in, in the privacy of your own mind, what's the truth, what's the fear, what's, what's the pretense. And if you're willing to be with the truth in your speaking, then there is a innocence that shows up that allows a breakthrough to happen. A breakthrough for me can only happen in the presence of a real truth being spoken to yourself or to another. So, and when I say a truth, it's not a universal truth like the sun rising in the sky. This is a perceived truth that is creating a behavior. So for example, uh, a breakthrough for me was my being is primary. JP shared, you know, that was one of the, the, the huge breakthroughs I have, have had is my being is primary. Who am I being that created the anger? I was not good enough. I was inadequate. I was outside of perfection. There was a whole set of truths that was preventing me from having the feelings, the attachments, the beliefs, the truths that I truly wanted because I was so stuck in this pretense. And so speaking that truth of what do you really want? That's the question. What do you really want here and what's truly getting in the way? And in that conversation with self or with another, we then have a potential for a breakthrough of something new to be seen, felt, heard, touched. I love that. And I think it's so important to uh, reaffirm what you said around your being being primary. Because when I look at the work that I've done on myself and, and learning through the creating community and JP, this is something where this is where the levels to the game are. There is no self-awareness to self-awareness, fixed mindset to growth mindset. Then there is no, no routine to you've got a routine. And then there is uh, the last, not the last, but the next level becomes your ability to create a consistency practice around designing your state of being and the story you tell yourself and your identity of who you are every single day because you know and believe so much that the story that you tell yourself is going to create everything that you want in your life, meaning your being and who you are being every day is primary. And I know so many people in the world, the majority of the world, wakes up, goes about their day, and the world tells them who they are or what they should be thinking. And we hear so often, though it's not talked about a ton, about negative self-talk and how do I overcome negative self-talk? And we all have it. And I'm very vocal about it because, because I'm so in tune with this. I'm very aware when there's disruptions or incongruency in the way that I'm thinking and the stories that I'm telling myself. So when the negative self-talk pops up, every single day, I have a process and an anchor to go back to that says, this is the truth of who I really am. And this comes from the design of the best version of myself, the magic that I created myself, the infinite love of who I am. And this is a process that has a half-life every single day. You create who you are and it goes up, then your energy goes down and you go to bed. And you do it every single day, just like a computer does in a boot sequence. 
And this single thing here is probably the greatest thing I've ever learned in my entire life because it completely changed my life and how I'll live for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Well, like you say, it's a practice. There's not a day goes past that I don't tell my children that they're amazing or that, that I love them or well done or some form of praise. It's the same practice that then I learned to apply to myself. I was really good at loving others, but I wasn't so attuned and skillful in learning how to love me. And when I brought that into a, a daily practice that I am committed to, I saw it that it isn't me loving me, it's me bringing the best version of me possible to the rest of the world and the people I love. Like, that's the contribution. It is. And it is why I love being in conversation with someone like you and being part of this community because the love radiates whether you have ever talked to a person before, you're just friends online, or you're commenting on each other's Facebook posts, because this love and positive energy can be felt because we know where each of us is coming from. So when we see something, we immediately want to affirm it for the other person because we know that inception and that creation makes them even more powerful. So now it's almost like... Uh, a light tower where we've always just got this thing on for who can I shine my light on or who can I help shine their light even brighter. And it's what I love so much about this work in helping other people because it's so pure. It is so transformational. It changes our lives, their lives, their families and friends' lives, their families and friends' lives. It is literally the gift that keeps on giving and there is no other way that I would want to live. No, and there's no other way that I'd want to influence the rest of the world, the world that my children live in. You know, it, it's going to be generational. So I certainly want to be a part of that generation that had an impact in being an a, a influencer and also leading this way, you know, not just dictating it or, or, I don't know, writing about it, speaking about it. I want to be this so that it comes from a place that the, when my day comes, that I've lived my best life, that I couldn't have contributed more. And you made a really good point. And there's a saying that I love, don't blow my candle out to make yours shine brighter. And I believe we live in a society a lot of the time before we come into this awareness of possibility that it's like a dog eat dog world where people are blowing each other's lights out because of a fear that they're not bright enough. And then when we walk into this way of living and being and committing to that is so, like you said, pure from a self-love that is not from ego, but is from a belief that we all rise together. That purity means there's only ever one light and that light can go as vastly across the world as possible from here in the UK to rub over in the States because it doesn't have a limit. There's enough for every single person in the whole goddamn planet. 
And we're here to just keep radiating this light out. And anybody who wants some of this light, come and join and let's make it brighter and brighter and brighter. Because this way of living and loving, there's nothing like it. That's how we're going to end this because that was so beautiful. It was so amazing. It is such a simple truth to go circular in our entire conversation. Lindsay, I could just soak up your goodness. I'm feeling it from where I am right now. Where can everybody connect with you? So lindsaycat.com is where you can come and see all the work that I do. Um, join in all the free stuff we do. There's loads of stuff. But um, lindsaycat.com is where, where the magic happens, my end. And I highly recommend you connect with Lindsay. Obviously, if you've made it this far, you can feel her power and love and energy. She is everything that you are hearing here and more. And I would love to hear from you. What stood out from this conversation for you? Tell us about your self-awareness journey. Is there something that we can do to help you along on yours? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy.